Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. So good. So good. Wow. You know what's really cool? I just took this in. This is probably the first time that I've gotten to preach down here since COVID. <laughs> Like every single time I've been up there and I feel so restricted, like I can't be where the people are. So this is going to be, I'm excited. I might come out and hug you, you don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. So God is good, amen? Uh, So before I even get into this, just going to give you guys a little story. So obviously on on my heart, like I was was told to preach today. And, uh, but before I come, regardless, you know, the Holy Spirit's always speaking to me, and there's always something that he's saying and something he's doing, and I felt like this summer, I don't know, he put like a, he put like this, this pause in my heart to begin to ask myself if I was satisfied with only him. It, it was like just this pause that he put in my heart, you know, like, it doesn't matter, like, things might be going well, they might be, you know, I'm, see, I'm seeing God do amazing things in, in our youth group and in the church, seeing God do amazing things in the basketball league that Sydney and I are putting together, I'm seeing God do all these amazing things, and, 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 and God just, like, puts this in my heart one day as I'm, as I'm just with him, and he's like, would you be satisfied with only me? And it was just like this, this, this heart check, and so out of this birth something, as he was doing this work in my heart, he birthed something that I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to speak to us, to all of us tonight in this room. So let's pray, guys. Let's, let's close our eyes. We're going to pray. We're just going to welcome the Holy Spirit to do what he does. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you for who you are and what you're getting ready to do in this place. God, I thank you that every heart would be Every ear would be open, God, to see and hear what you are doing. Holy Spirit, would you speak? And as you speak your word tonight, God, would you, as you, as you touch our hearts, would you, would you minister, God, to those deep places? And God, would you bring the things, Father, that, that we may not even realize to the surface today by your spirit? We thank you in Jesus' name. Let your word come alive in our hearts. And everyone said? Amen. All right, so I'm going to read to you guys real quick. We're going to go to, to John. We're going to go to John 4. So open up, open up your Bible. I love the book of John. So many amazing just things, nuggets of the Holy Spirit, like that Jesus spoke. There's so many amazing things. So we're going to read John 4. We're going to start in verse 4. Um, the title of tonight's message is Thirst No More. Say with me, Thirst No More. Uh, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, thirst no more. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I don't want to thirst. So, as we open it up, I'm just going to read right here from verse 4. It says, he had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus tried, and Jesus, tired from a long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noon. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, 
And Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. Say with me, please give me a drink. See, the first thing I want to point out here, just, just as we're reading this, what's, what, what's so cool is like, see, the Samaritan woman, the Samaritan woman, she, she, she comes in, and, she, and Jesus automatically just right off the bat says, please give me a drink. You know, sometimes we can come to the right place, but draw from the wrong source. She, the Samaritan woman came to this well, and she was only coming really to just do what she would normally do, to come and draw, draw water from the well. She, she just wanted to, you know, quench her, her natural thirst that she had. And Jesus in this moment says, please give me a drink. So just keep that point in your mind. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman, surprised for Jews, you, uh, for Jews, refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and you and, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Save me living water. See, sometimes we don't, I just want to bring this out right now. See, the Samaritan woman, the Samaritan woman's here at the well. We're going to find out a whole bunch about the backstory. I'm sure you guys have heard this story many times, but I believe the Holy Spirit has something fresh to speak on this today. Amen. I believe that the Holy Spirit has something fresh that he wants to give to each and every one of our hearts today as we, as we just open it to him. And so one of the things that I see here as I read this is that we don't always have the revelation of how much Jesus wants to satisfy. You see, we, sometimes we can have just an idea of, you know, or just the, just the knowledge of what we've heard that, yes, Jesus satisfies. Yeah, yeah, I only need Jesus. Yeah, Jesus satisfies. You know how many times have we heard that? You know, everybody knows. You've heard that probably a thousand times. Yeah, Jesus, only Jesus can satisfy. But the one thing that we are missing a lot of the time is actually the revelation of that. See, see, Paul actually says in Ephesians 1 that, that he says that, he, that, you, that you should ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of him. And that's what he was praying for, for the, for, for the, uh, the Ephesians, for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And so I believe that, that even as we're here, like as we walk with the Lord, it's so easy to get into this place where it just becomes just the routine that we, we just walk. Everything that, we've, everything that we've ever heard about God becomes just part of a, or, or just a routine. And, and, we, and, we, and we don't continue to go deeper into the revelation and the knowledge of who he is. So see, this revelation of who he is is eternal. Say with me, eternal. It was, it's never supposed to end. There's never an ending point for this revelation of who he is. And if you ever reach that point in your heart where you feel like, oh, man, yeah, it's just another church service. Oh, man, it's just another prayer meeting. Oh, oh it's just another time of devotions with God. Oh, it's just another person I got to talk to about Jesus. You need to begin to ask. You need to begin to pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of him. Because as you begin to pray, he's going to begin to give, he's going to begin to reveal himself to you in a fresh way. He's going to begin to reveal himself to you. See, what revelation is, for those, there are people that are mistaken about what revelation is. Some people think that revelation is just like something outside of who God is and you're just getting. No, revelation is something that's already there. It just hasn't been revealed to you yet. 
It's a part of who God is that hasn't been revealed to you yet. It's part of who Jesus is, the nature of Jesus that, that you just haven't had a revelation in. It's nothing that's changed about him. He's the same. And see, the Samaritan women came to the well knowing there was, a, not knowing there was a deeper well standing next to her. See, the Samaritan woman there at this, at this well coming to, to drink from this well didn't have the, the under, didn't have the revelation, didn't have the knowledge that, that Jesus actually had this deeper well. And so this in itself doesn't even make sense to her in this moment. And so we're going to continue this. It says, and so she, 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 it continues. She says, but sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think that you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? Who can, who can you... And how can you offer better water than he and his sons and his son's animals enjoyed? And what I want to say here to you guys is, see, see, we tend to look, see, when she was looking, when, when somebody told her there's a, there's a deeper well, that, I mean, when there's living water for her, she automatically looked at something natural. And see, a lot of times when, we, when, when we're told there's, there's, this, there's this deeper thing that, that Jesus can satisfy, that Jesus wants to satisfy your every desire, sometimes we, 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 we get these blessings from him, and instead of looking at him, we look at the blessing. And maybe sometimes that blessing could be anything. It could be a job. It could be your family. It could be a raise. It could be, you know, an opportunity that arises. It could be a number of things, but we turn and we look to those things that are natural instead of looking for something that's supernatural. Because, see, Jesus knew automatically that she didn't understand what he was saying. And she asked this question because for all of us, the natural flesh that is on us always is looking for something natural to satisfy us. It's always looking for something natural to satisfy what is supernatural. And it never works. It, it, will, it will never work. And, but, and that's why we just keep going after something else. And then we go after that other thing. And some of these things, let me tell you right now, some of these things could be good things. And we go after these things. And we go after these things. And, and, we, and, we're, just, and we're still on the inside. We're still numbed on the inside. We're still, like, we're still just dull on the inside of our hearts. And then we begin to ask ourselves, man, why was that first fire, that first passion, that first hunger that I had for God, why is it not there? Why is it, why is it something that seems so hard to work up? And it's because we've been trying to satisfy something supernatural with something natural. See, I'm going to read to you right now from Psalm, Psalm uh, 42, verse 1. If you guys could turn there with me. Psalm 42, verse 1. It's a very simple verse, but it's a very, very deep verse. It says, as long as, as the deer longs for streams of water. Say with me, streams of water. So I long for you, O God. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you. See, there's a longing 
There's a longing in our soul. See, you may not recognize it right now, but maybe you've been living in the natural for too long. But I want you to think and ask yourself, if you've been seeking, if the things that you've been seeking to satisfy, if the only things you've been seeking to satisfy are natural, that's probably because there's a lack supernaturally in your heart. And I say that today, I'm saying that today to believers, to, to us here that love Jesus, because those, those, us here that love Jesus, we're just not meant to be filled once. We didn't just, we didn't just come to Jesus and him transform our lives, save us, fill us with his spirit, give us power, and then just go on about our day and do whatever we want to do. And just, you know, I got all these ambitions and these goals and these dreams and, and even some of the things. Maybe God gave you these goals and these dreams and, and they're amazing things. Maybe you're walking in some of those things right now. Maybe we're walking in some of those things right now. But the thing is is as you begin to walk, you begin to leak. I don't think you can hear what I'm saying right now. As you begin to walk with what God's put on the inside of you, the, 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 he's filled you with his spirit. As you begin to walk, as he begins to use your life, it begins to come out. It, it flows out of you. Flows out, flows out, flows out, flows out, flows out. And you're like, oh, man, man. You know, I, I'm just a little, I'm tired today. I think I'm just going to, where are my friends at? Let me call my friends right now. We're going to go hang out. You know, I'm tired right now. Maybe I just, maybe I just need to, you know, go on a, a two-week vacation somewhere. That's fine. That's fine. I love vacation. Don't get it wrong. There are, our pastors are on vacation right now, so <laughs> I'm not calling you guys out. You know, it's not, it's not what's happening. <laughs> but what I am saying is that in that place of being, of being poured out, we need to be able to be filled up. Because if we're thirsting, there's a problem. I want you to know right now. Say with me, if I'm thirsting, there's a problem. See, and that, and that problem doesn't have to condemn you. That's the, let's just get that ratio straight. That, that, that problem doesn't have to condemn you. It's not meant to condemn you. It's actually meant to lead us back to him. It's meant to lead us back to the source of the only one that can quench our thirst, that can fill our hearts Oh, come on. Somebody, if you remember the last time, when you, when you gave your, I don't know what it was, but maybe it was an encounter you had with God. Maybe it was the moment that you got saved. Maybe it was a conference that you were at. And you remember that hunger that was on the inside, that fire. You couldn't stop preaching the gospel. You couldn't stop praying for the sick. You couldn't stop telling people about what God had done in your life. If you look at that and you look at yourself now and you say, that is not where I am, you're thirsting. And God just wants you to come back to the well, that he might fill you, that he might fill you. See, do you ever feel unsatisfied in your soul? I just, this is a, this is a, this is a question for you to answer in your own heart. Is, do you ever feel unsatisfied in your soul? Do you ever feel like there's, there's this thing, like, I want more, but I don't know what it is. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been feeling that, this, that way lately. I've been feeling that way lately. I've been feeling like, man, there's, I'm not, 
There's something wrong. I'm unsatisfied with where I'm at right now with you, God. I'm unsatisfied and I know that I know that there's more, God. I'm unsatisfied, God, but and I know that my focus needs to change. I'm just gonna run to the well. See, because that is the only place. And sometimes we can try to be like, yeah, I'm unsatisfied. Maybe that just means I need to, I need a rest. Maybe that just means I need to talk to some, to hang out with more friends for you extroverted people like myself. Maybe that means that maybe you need to be alone for you introverted people. But that's not what, what is required for your soul. See, here's an example I want to give you right now. Anyone ever see those commercials, those Coca-Cola commercials where it's like, you know, it quenches their thirst. They go, they, they drink the Coke and it's like, you know, like your, your thirst is quenched, you know. You, you, you actually know that when you drink a Coke, your thirst is not quenched. Come on. Everybody here knows that after you drink and drink any pop of any sort, you are still very thirsty because there's a lot of sodium in that pop. That makes you more thirsty. And see, for some of us, that is the way that we live in our spiritual life. We have this thing where, you know, we, we run to these things that the world says satisfies. The world says these things satisfy. These things will fill your heart. These things will complete you. These things will completely make you who you want to be. And we, and we go to these things and we're like, yeah, that tastes real good. I'm still thirsty. Yeah, that tastes real good, but I have no energy. Yeah, that tastes real good, but my teeth are rotting. You know, there's, there's all of these things that, that we can go to, but they're all just to fill you, and they're just all deceptions from the enemy of that, that they can fill you. They're all deceptions because here's the thing. See, a good thing cannot replace a God thing. Come on, I want this to hit some of your hearts right now. Come on. Say with me, a good thing can't replace a God thing. Because, man, as the children of God, we know that God has good things for us. We know that, that he has good things, but it cannot replace him. See, I look so many times, when, especially when I read through the Old Testament. Man, the Old Testament, if there's anything that... Like, the, the people of Israel is really just, if you really look at it as yourself being the people of Israel, you'll realize there's a lot of things that, the, that God wants to call out in our lives. Because the people of Israel, they were blessed beyond belief. They were taken out of slavery, taken to a promised land, flowing with milk and honey. They were given so many amazing things. And yet, and yet, it's so easy to be satisfied and what they've been giving. And slowly you will realize that as you are just satisfied with what you've been given, your eyes come off of the Lord. Your eyes are so easily turned. And maybe you don't start off that way. And I know this, is, this isn't an easy thing to do because I know this is an easy thing for me to do. You get, you get so satisfied with what God is doing. that You're like, wow, God, that's amazing. This is, this is so good what you're doing, God. This is so good. That you miss God, look, he's over there. He's not over here. He's, he's wanting you to gaze upon him still. So he can give you more. 
so you can fill your heart, so you have more to give to the assignment that he's given you. You can't give out of something that isn't there. You can't fill anybody else's cup when your cup is empty. See, we lack passion because we're spiritually parched. We lack, we lack fire because we're spiritually parched. We lack, we lack the love of God deep in our hearts because we're spiritually parched. Because we've been, we've been coming and looking for a natural well. And I believe the Lord, even as we're here today, he's going to do, he has a well today. He is a well for you that you can drink from. He is a well that you can drink from today. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go back to John 4. We're going to go to John 4, verse 13 to 15. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. Would you continue to speak? Would you continue to just minister to our hearts tonight, God? God, would you wash us? Would you cleanse us, God? Would you soften our hearts? Make our hearts tender towards you, Holy Spirit. Make our hearts tender towards you. Thank you, Jesus. So John 4, verse 13. It says, this, it says, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty. But those who drink the water I will give will never be thirsty again. Say with me, never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Wow, I love this. It's, see, the living water that God gives is multifaceted. He gives it to you, but then he puts it through you. See, you, you, when you look in this verse, it says that you'll never thirst again, but it says that it becomes a bubbling spring. What he puts in you is supposed to become something for someone else. What he puts in your life is not meant to just sit there because what will happen is you will actually just, you'll run dry again. It is meant to be used. It's meant to come out of our hearts. I love this. I love this. And then it continues. It says, it says, please, sir. The woman said, give me this water. Say with me, give me this water. then I'll never thirst again and I won't have to come here to get water. See, because I believe the context of this verse, we're going we're gonna to go a little deeper just now, but I believe that the context of this story, this, this, this true story of the woman at the well is a woman that was coming to this well not, because, not just because she needed water, but because it was an escape for her. I believe that she was coming to this well in this moment because in reality, she knew. You ever be in those moments where you, you know, 
you do something just because you just want time alone. You do something just because, oh, man, I'm just, I'm just, I just need some time away from maybe your own spouse. Maybe you do something because you just need some time away from, you know, maybe you do something because, you know, you're just like, I need to clear my head. You know, I need to, I need to just have clarity. And I believe that in this moment, I believe in these moments, because this is multiple times that this woman went to the well, obviously. I believe that there was a reason for something she was really thirsting after. And we're going we're gonna to see as we go further what that is. Um, it's cool because she's, he says here, he says to her, he says, go, and this is verse 16. He says, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. She replies, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband. For you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man that you are living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. See, sometimes Jesus actually has to expose what we are drinking to give us something new. Sometimes Jesus will expose I'm speaking this from experience, so just so you know, this is something that God will do in my heart on a constant basis. There's things in my heart, there's things in my life that, whether if it's things that you like to do, things that I like to do, but they just replace the things of God. They replace the moments that God wants in. They replace the moments that God might have something to speak, but I'm just like, no, I just want to do what I want to do. And, and it's, it's, in, it's in those places, it's, it's in those moments where we're missing out on being filled by his spirit. And so he will expose our heart so he can actually show us what, what, what parts of our heart he needs to be part of again. See, maybe there's parts I want us to all just, just allow right now your heart to just be open to this. Maybe there's parts of your heart, maybe there's... There's parts of our hearts that maybe God hasn't been able to get to. Maybe you just haven't let him into that place. But if you would just come to the well. See, I love this about Jesus. See, the woman at the well, Jesus, before he even showed her the things that were going wrong in her life, he offered her something. He didn't just point out the things that were going wrong and say, look at you, sinner. He didn't do that to her. As a matter of fact, he offered her this amazing living water that she can have that can replace any sin that's in her life. And so I want you to know today that before, before the things in your heart are revealed, sometimes we just need to go to the well. Sometimes you just have to go to the well. Maybe you're wondering why you have this attitude again. Maybe you're wondering why this, these things are creeping up in your heart again. These, these thoughts are creeping up again. This unsatisfaction of the Lord being your only one again has come. If you would just go to the well, the rest will be revealed. And it would be washed away with just a drink with just a drink. 
He just wants us to come and drink. Thank you, Jesus. See, sometimes God has, I just said that, God has to expose it. And the rest of that verse goes on to to continue with the the woman is, is talking to Jesus about, well, what about, you know, the fact that, you know, I'm a Samaritan and where am I supposed to worship and all these things. And, and then Jesus says to her that, you know, there's going to come a time where you, you're no longer going to have to worship on this mountain or that mountain. But there's, there's going to be that it's you're going to the worship. The true worshiper is going to worship in spirit and truth. It's going to be by my spirit that we worship. And so Jesus is explaining all of these things to her. And then something beautiful happens. Something beautiful happens. We're going to continue. And this is in uh, 28. I want you to remember the woman that she was, the woman that was coming to this well, that was desperate in her soul, that was broken by relationships. Maybe some of us are, are broken by different things. Maybe the decisions that you've made that you've, re- you've regretted making. Maybe there's things that you've said that you've regretted saying. But as you drink from that well, it will make you new. See, in 28, it says this. It says, the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village Telling everyone, say with me, everyone. Say with me, everyone. Come and see a man who told me everything I did. Who could he possibly, who, I mean, could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. See, and this is what our life can become. As we go to the well, we'll leave with the testimony. We'll leave with something that others need. And as you begin to, as you, as you, as that happens, you begin to have the ability, you have this passion that comes on the inside again. See, the only reason why she shared was because she had tasted You're not going to share something you haven't tasted. And maybe what you tasted is old. I need to taste it again. You ever see a, you know, I'm a real culprit of doing this, leaving open water bottles in my office desk. Sydney knows. I do that a lot. Yes. I'll leave them on my desk, and I'll come back a few days later, and I'll drink it. (laughs) It doesn't taste the same. It's not fresh water anymore. The air has gotten into it, and it's kind of gross. And and sometimes we're, we're living off of what we once tasted. And we're wondering why it feels stale. It feels mundane. It feels, I don't want to preach the gospel. I don't want to have to do that. It's just too tiring. It's just too much work. I don't want anybody. It's just too much people that are going to come and reject me and talk bad about me. I just don't want that. I'm, I'm just, I'm so, I'm tired of that. 
That's some things that can come into our hearts. But when we've come and we've drank again from the living water that we're not supposed to stop drinking from, you realize you're not supposed to stop drinking from it? If you would come back and you that you would be so refreshed, your thirst would be so quenched, you would feel so much more passion on the inside, so much more desire to do the things and the calling that God has for you, you would see somebody else that is parched in their soul and you would say, you need what I've drank. You will say to them, you need it. Because in, on the inside, you know what it is to not be with drink from the Lord. And that is the only way that it, it differentiates us it differentiates what we see in our eyes from what we've once used to see. See, as I begin to drink, if I wasn't drinking, it's hard for me to see somebody else that needs a drink. Because I'm so thirsty and I'm still looking. But as, as I begin to drink and I'm satisfied with him, it's easy for me to now see, oh man, that person needs the Lord. They need the love of God. They just need a word. They just need one word. Lord, what is that word? What is that word that you have for them, God? God, there's that person that's there, God. What, what is it that's on, the, what's on your heart for them, God? How can you use me to touch their life, dear God? See, that begins to happen as we begin to drink again. And I'm telling you right now, as we've been going, something happened in my heart. We went out on those streets. When we went out last week, something happened in my heart. There wasn't, it wasn't anything external crazy that happened. We shared the gospel with a lot of people, testimonies, a couple words of knowledge. A couple things happened, awesome stuff. But what, what happened in my heart after there was like a switch just flipped. And I was like, oh my gosh. I haven't been paying attention like I should. I haven't been paying attention like I should, God. And that's when the Lord began to, to put on my heart that, are you satisfied with me? And the two things can seem like, how does that make sense? But as, as I was like, God, you know what? I really, I'm really not satisfied with just you right now. I really do just need you right now. I really do just need to be filled with you right now. And as that began to happen in my heart, the things were revealed, things were revealed that were, that, that were within me or things I wasn't doing or things that I wasn't paying attention to from God. And, and then what begins to happen is you, as you begin to let him work that out of you, as you begin to let him work those things out of your life, you're like, wow. Well, now there's this passion for the lost See, why we recognize that this is a call from God to preach the gospel to all creation. It's a call from him, but it wasn't meant to be a burden. It wasn't meant to be a burden. I believe that in each son and daughter in the kingdom, it should be a passion, not a burden. It should be a passion to share Jesus with, with the lost 
It should be a passion to, to go to the grocery store and be at the cashier and, and tell them Jesus loves them. It should be a passion, but it, but it only comes when he alone satisfies you. And God wants to be the only one to satisfy us again. All of us, I'm telling you right now, I am here with the Lord. And the Lord, as he speaks before you, he's speaking to me. As he speaks, as these words are coming out of my mouth, they're coming back like a boomerang to my heart. Because I need the Lord to fill me to be satisfied with only him. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. See, you will not run dry if you turn on the fountain that you've been given. You cannot, you cannot arrive because there's always more. It's impossible to arrive in the kingdom of God because there's always more. See, at the beginning of this year, the Lord told me and the Lord shared with me to share with you a message on that there is more. And it's beginning to make sense to my heart now even more. Because if we are not continually drinking, then we become just like those that are around us. And how can we be a change for this world? How can we bring revival? How can we bring an awakening to this generation as the church body if we are as thirsty as them? God, revive us, awaken us. God, awaken us, God, so we have something more to give. We're tired, God, of the same thing. We're tired, God. We're tired, God, of living for ourselves, Lord. We want more of you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Why don't you just close your eyes right now? He's here in this place. I'm going to give you four points. I'm going to give you four points to remember from tonight. If you've forgotten everything else that I've said, there's these four points that I'm leaving you with. And I want you, after this message, we are going to drink from the Lord. Number one. We need the revelation that Jesus only satisfies. We need that revelation so deep in our hearts. And if it's not there, just come to the well. Number two, stop drinking what keeps you thirsty. 
Stop, in other words, stop replacing the areas that God wants with other things. This is how we are going to begin to quench that thirst in our souls. And this is why I believe fasting is so vital for the body of Christ. This is why I believe fasting and prayer is such a vital part because it allows us to cut off what we've been thirsting after, what we've been hungering after, what we've been desiring after. And it begins to restart the whole, our whole lifestyle of putting the Lord first. The third thing I want you to remember is we feel dry because we aren't drinking enough. If you feel dry, you might say to me, you might say to me, well, Daniel, I am spending time with the Lord. But I would say to you, are you drinking enough? Is he your everything throughout your day? Are you drinking when you're at work? Are you drinking when you are at the grocery store? Are you drinking when you're pumping gas? Is he your everything in every area? And if he's not, that's okay. Let it convict our hearts. Let that convict our hearts to, to long for him more. To thirst for him more. Because like streams of living water, it may not all come at once, but as long as the valve is open, you'll be filled. It may not all come at once. You, you might still struggle in some areas, but as long as it's open, as long as the valve is open, as long as you haven't shut the valve on the Lord, there's room for him to fill. And when you drink, number four, when you drink of the living water, you will want to share what you've tasted. You will want to share what you've tasted. If you don't want to share, you haven't tasted. That's a conviction that goes deep in our hearts. It goes deep in my heart. If I don't want to share about the one that transformed my life, the one that saved me, the one that forgave me, the one that healed me, the one that set me free, the one that delivered me from what nobody could deliver me from, if I don't want to share about that God on the inside, then I need a taste again. Oh, Lord, would you fill us with a taste of, of your living water all over again, God? Would you... Would, you, would we be so filled, God, with any parched of our heart, of any of our soul that is parched, Lord, would you fill it? Would you fill it with your spirit, God, tonight? Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord is here. He's here. He's here. He's here. I'm going to invite us into something. Us all into something. I'm going to invite us all to the well. I'm going to invite us all to go to the well and to drink. 
And maybe that means that you need to do something that you don't want to do. I'm going to invite you here to this altar tonight. I'm going to invite you to get down before the Lord. And I'm not going to pray for you. I'm not going to lay hands on you. But you're going to drink. You're going to come before the Lord with all of your heart, with everything that is on your heart tonight. And you're going to drink from the well that doesn't run dry because he doesn't run dry. And I promise you that. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.